I'm John. Today, we don't have an expert, we've only got me. But I'm going to talk about Spooky Scalar and what Spooky Scalar can do for you, how to set it up. We've had Spooky Scalar released for quite a while now. And people have, over the course of time, asked questions. They've come to learn a lot about Spooky Scalar and all the magical things it can do. Now we've got a scare on our hands, this possible pandemic virus, COVID-2019, or the Wuhan virus. And um, yeah, people are now thinking more about their health. How can they avoid getting sick? Well, step number one, have plenty of this. Gosh, that looks like beer, doesn't it? But it's not beer, it's kefir. It's a fermented brew, like beer, actually. But it doesn't contain so much alcohol. But there's a, there's a small caveat in that. If you leave it brewing long enough, it does. But um, it's, a, it's a fermented drink which contains tons of healthy enzymes and um, keeps your digestive system functioning very, very well. It uh, populates your body with all the good stuff. Um, so, number one, eat all the right foods. Number two, take supplements. Take the vitamin C. Let's face it, guys. We've, we're living in a modern society. If all these beautiful fresh fruit and vegetables that you buy, even the organic ones, will be lacking in the essential minerals. So um, the soils are depleted, they're just fertilising it, unless you're growing on, a, on your own farm. And even then you're not necessarily 100% um, because countries have got deficiencies. I know New Zealand's got a deficiency of iodine in the soil and quite possibly other micronutrients. Well, what can you do? Well, you take supplements, good quality supplements, supplements that your body can digest. Okay, so you've got the food, you've got supplements, get sleep, make sure your body has got the energy levels right. We're going to talk about spooky scalar, and that's another thing you can do to help um, reduce the, um, the risk of, of, getting, of catching this virus and definitely uh, reduce the, um, the damage it can do. Um, take natural things to boost your immunity. Try and eat healthy. Try and keep away from sugars. Always try and keep away from sugars and high salt. Um, don't mix with other people too much. <laughs> Gosh, it's hard. Yeah, try and keep your distance. And um, now when we go outside here in China, I, I meant to bring a, my, um, my protective gear with me so I could show you what I look like. But um, we wear masks goggles and uh, yeah don't go out without them so um, maybe it's not your country hasn't got any cases yet so maybe you don't need to wear a mask but as soon as there's one case in the country where you live definitely wear a mask and preferably make it an N95 mask that is a specification for the size of particle that can enter into the mask in 95 meaning it's i believe 95 microns it means it's only very very small molecules can enter in it might be 9.5 microns actually i know that the 
uh, COVID 2019 uh, coronavirus can still enter that mask. So it's still not 100% safe, but it's catching the water droplets that will be carrying that virus. So it'll catch possibly most of it. Now, I see one chat come through. Bev, yes, oh, we've got to catch up again, Bev. Um, Bev is asking, how is Echo and the baby? Well, the baby's fine. Um, um, we have a baby that's 28 days old now, and already she's started rolling, and she's got more hair than her father. Um, gosh. And there's, um, and Bev is saying that no, New Zealand is not ready for the virus. Well, that's really quite possibly most countries. Now, Italy, the northern Italy has been hammered by the virus. Um, you only need one person in and it just spreads like a fungus. Just all these all these tentacles go out and spread and go in. The incubation time is so long, people don't need to have any symptoms to be a carrier. And the incubation time they're saying is, well, they've um, the longest one is 26 days. This is near as anything to a month. You imagine how many people you meet in a month. And because it's so contagious, every one of those, if you've got the virus yourself, every one of those people have got a more than good chance of having received it. So it's really scary. Um, yeah. I've got a phone and listener online. Now, that's going to be interesting because a lot of this summer is going to be a presentation and it's going to be mostly graphic. And I and so um, I believe that phone and caller is going to miss out on a lot of the information. Um, but we'll, we won't worry about that too much now. Gosh, we've got a lot of people on. 27 people, including Joy. Fantastic. Hey, let's get going, shall we? Enough of this rambling. We're into overtime now. <laughs> and I don't get paid overtime either. If I can just get a confirmation, please, from anybody online that the audio is okay. If I get the green light from that, we'll go straight ahead into the presentation. Okay, Thomas, you've given me the thumbs up. And Lisa, hey, thanks, thanks. Okay, let's do it. And Thomas, I hope you got my email with regards to the soap that I use on the last summer. This is a common laundry soap. Okay, so let's do it. I'll share my screen and get underway. Okay. The topic for today, Spooky to Scalar. Now, how do I, I always slideshow and then Play from start. Okay, I got it right. Spooky to Scalar. We're going to talk about Spooky to Scalar. We're going to cover some of the main topics that people have been asking us about. I've already talked about Scalar in one or two <laughs> videos. In fact, I thought to myself, why are we talking about Scalar again? Because it's something I've talked a lot about. But these are things that I haven't covered. So, well, perhaps now we're going to talk about the speaking to scalar tuning. 
we've got the two scaling devices there. Now, because I'm locked up at home, I can't, um, I can't show you a spooky scaler here. It's all in the office, but that's them. That's what they look like. They're beautiful units. Now, with regards to tuning Spooky to Scalar, when Spooky to Scalar is running, it actually becomes part of the environment. The environment has a great effect on the tuning point of the Scalar unit. Now, tuning it ensures that the Scalar unit runs at its best operating point. But how do you find that frequency? And quite often I'll use, I'll use the term frequency point. There's actually a broad range of frequencies within which spooky scalar will work very well. Now some people find that frequencies above 6 megahertz are ideal. Other people find out that their spooky device tunes actually below 5 megahertz. And they get quite a bit worried. Think, gosh, there's something wrong with my scalar unit. I read elsewhere 5.4, 5.6, 5.7, point something, and, and minus below five, minus 4.9 or 4.8. Is something wrong? Well, the good news is no. It's just the environment around you, all the fields that are bathing the scalar field, the scalar units bathing you are all affecting the frequency that the scalar unit runs at. So there's many factors why the scalar frequencies can differ so, so much. We'll go through some of the main points now. Now the length of the link cable can alter the tuning frequency quite significantly because the cable forms part of the tuning circuit. If you can recall during other videos that I've had, the cable forms part of the tuning circuit. The cable is carrying the EMF signal, the electromagnetic field, to the receiver. The scalar field is created actually by the receiver and reflected back to the transmitter. If the length of the wire changes, that changes the tuning point and the frequency will change. A 13-foot link cable might tune at 5.1 megahertz, but when it's made longer, it could tune at 5.6 megahertz. Now, those, this example wasn't actually arbitrary. We, we did this in the office. We got a 16-foot link cable, and then we put the very, very long cable on and, and saw how much it changed. And each time it changed, we measured within our, our oscilloscope and other laboratory instruments and it was the perfect frequency. Nothing was wrong. The link cable just changed that, that uh, frequency. If you've got any links, loops, or kinks in the cable, that will also alter the frequency. The electricity doesn't flow quite so easily through the cable if it's got any sort of loops. So we recommend no loops, please. Now, the link cable is carrying the EMF, and EMF is affected by, wait for it, metal. So anything that's got metal, that can be concrete, that can be walls, it can be furniture, heaters, 
electrical cable, other electrical cable, which is copper, anything which is metal, will affect the tuning point of Spooky Scalar. The metal that's near the link cable absorbs the energy which is flowing through it, and the signal strength is reduced, but it also changes the inductive reactance, which is the fancy word for the resistance of the cable. If the environment is noisy, we're not talking about audio noise, although it might have an effect. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. With a baby in the family, the, um, the ambient level rises a little bit. But we haven't got our scalar running just at the moment, because so, we've got none at home. So I can't actually say yes or no, but um, I'm talking about electrical noise here. So we're talking about radio and TV signals, cell phone signals, gosh, 5G signals, the poison and one. They'll all affect the tuning frequency set point of the speaky scalar unit. The signals that surround the scalar field interact with it and interfere, it mingles, and um, it will alter the set point. If you have the same um, setup without any radio signals passing through it, the tuning point will, will alter quite significantly. Time for a kefir. This one is banana and kiwi fruit. Anything which is growing a bit old and a bit furry, any, any fruit that's becoming furry, <laughs> I make a kefir out of it. <laughs> it's going to ferment anyway, right? And it's still got all its minerals and everything, all its nutrients. Okay, seasonal changes can also affect the tuning frequency. The difference between summer and winter will change the, the, uh, the uh, frequency that the uh, scalar unit runs at. The, uh, it, it actually changes quite a bit. Now, the biggest reason behind that is the transmitter unit has got electronics in it to create the EMF signal, which gets sent to the, trans, to the receiver. Those components are temperature sensitive. The characteristics of the components changes. The difference between hot and cold will change, will change the type of signal that's sent through the link cable. It's the reason why we recommend turning the spooky scaler on and leaving it on for 30 minutes before tuning it. After 30 minutes, the theory goes, the temperature has stabilized and it won't get any more warmer. And then you can tune it and walk away. So what does it all mean? Well, it means that there's no absolute ideal frequency for spooky scalar. For every instance, there will be a different ideal. And the process of tuning will determine the ideal frequency range within which to run your spooky scalar unit. So 
we've got it tuned, but how do we know that Spicky2 Scalar is tuned correctly? We get a lot of people saying, well, the light's on, or the light's on, but it's very, very dim. It's so dim that I'm so worried I can't sleep at night. What do I do? Well, this is what you do. When Spicky Scalar is first on, it immediately runs at 8 megahertz. That's its maximum frequency. You then turn the frequency tuning knob anti-clockwise, and this reduces the frequency. The first spike in the light brightness and the tuning light indicates that the ideal scalar frequency has been found. The frequency range is when the light is at its uh, sorry, the, the range is when the is quite broad. The range is probably close to one megahertz. If you find that the light is brightest at around 5.2 megahertz, that's good. But the scalar unit will still work at 4.8 megahertz or 5.6 megahertz. It's a wide range around the point where that tuning light is its brightest. Now, if you continue to turn the tuning knob anti-clockwise, like you're not supposed to, <laughs> the indication light will go off and then it will come back on again. And people have scratched their head and thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why is that? Well, the lower frequency point is the EMF operating frequency. That's the one you don't want to operate at. Sometimes I've had this at around 1.6 megahertz. Other times it's been higher, about 3.5, 3.6 megahertz. That is when Spooky Scalar is not running in scalar mode. It's running in EMF mode. When, so, but if you do want to be a glutton for punishment, you keep on winding it down and you can de determine, yes, there is a second time when the light comes on. Therefore, the first point was the scalar frequency operation. The reason why the scalar frequency is higher is the scalar field does um, is faster than the speed of light, certainly faster than the speed of EMF propagation. People ask us, when do we turn on and turn off the receiver tuning light? This is the light that's on the receiver box. It's not the any light that's on the transmitter box. When people see the light, they push the button, they see the light come on, they think, whoa. How can a light come on when there's only one wire going to it? Nothing coming back. But of course, the return path is a scalar field. So why can't we just leave the light on? Well, after setting up scalar, you adjust the tuning knob anti-clockwise until the transmitter coil is at its first uh, maximum brightness. Now after tuning, then you turn on the receiver tuning light. It will light when the scalar field is being generated. Now there's a few notes here. When you tune, focus 
more on the transmitter light, not so much on the receiver light. The receiver light is really confirmation that the A scalar field is being received. Now this receiver tuning light only needs to be very, very dimly lit. And what I have actually found is that the scalar field can be there without the LED being lit at all. The reason being that LED is rated at 24 volts and the voltage from the scalar field can be perhaps six volts. It's the most, um, it may be a perfect uh, tuning point, but the LED is so dim, you can't actually see the glow. It hasn't reached the threshold of voltage for the LED to light up, but it is a, a proper scalar field that's been established between the two units. Um, so just use it as a confirmation that a scalar field is there. Uh, the, the receiver tuning light can be turned on after tuning to just confirm the settings. Now, because it actually takes energy from the scalar field to light up, turn it off before you actually start your scalar treatments. Now, some people have reported back to us that when they do a scalar biofeedback scan or when they run a Rife scalar, the receiver tuning light may be on, but it might be very dim. Or it might even be off. If the light was on before doing the frequency treatment, don't worry about whether it's on or off during the times when you're applying the frequencies. Some power is lost in the scalar digitizer. And also some power is lost in generator X, which is connected to the scalar transmitter. And the link cable becomes more sensitive to the effects of earthing. Now, if you've got your generator X connected to your scalar digitizer, you can do a test to confirm that the scalar field is indeed present. If you go to your system tab of Spooky 2, and you select the option to display generator X current and angle. What this will do is it will always show the phase angle and the current of the signal from generator X. You then go to the control tab and you select the, the scan graph. The graph will start moving. If you place your hand in the scalar field, the graph will change. It proves that a scalar field is present as your hand is going through the scalar field and your body, which becomes a receiver, absorbs the scalar energy and the generator will see this respective change in the uh, field that's passing through to the receiver unit. A lot of people ask this question. If you have more people in the scalar field, does that mean less scalar energy for each person? Now, if a lot of people are in the field, then yes. But there's a caveat, and we'll get into that very shortly. 
A scalar field is a static field, it's not moving. It's like a soap bubble, really. Um, and the early analogy I gave was like a length of rope, which has been anchored onto the wall with a wall hook. And you start wobbling the rope up, you shake the rope up and down, and you get the effect of the top picture there. Now, if you move it faster, you'll find that it divides into two parts, then three parts. If you go twice as fast, you get, <laughs> you get the double, and funny enough, when you go three times as fast, you get the third one down there. These are all harmonics, but it shows how energy can exist in a static wave. It also gives an analogy of how the hook of the wall can be energetically connected to your hand, just as a scalar field connects um, molecules together. Gosh, it looks like we've not actually answered the question properly. So I'll, I'll uh, the question was to do um, uh, with regards to uh, if you have more people in the field. I think this is answered later on, actually. I think there's an error in this PowerPoint. If it's not answered, I'll, I'll finish it off later on. But um, I, I think it's answered by, um, by a, a Q&A at the end. Um, now, the scalar field goes in all directions. The receiver will absorb this energy in a similar way to the ionized gas in a plasma ball. It hands up who hasn't played with the plasma ball. Okay, I don't see any hands. So we've all, we're all familiar with the plasma ball. When you touch a plasma ball, you get this gas streamer going to your finger or your hand. The streamer is almost exactly like the scalar field, which finds its target and, and almost locks on. The energy becomes focused. So does that mean there's loss of efficiency in the scalar field when it's shared by someone else? Well, the answer is no, but it's not as simple as that. And this is actually answering the other question as well. <clears throat> the scalar field is kind of like the uh, AC wall outlet, like power. You can plug in your laptop and you won't be taking the maximum power from the wall outlet. You can add to the same wall outlet using a power strip, a TV, game console, phone charger, and you still won't be drawing the maximum power from the wall outlet, or hopefully not. You won't blow any fuses until you reach the maximum power capacity of the circuit. And the scalar field is similar to this. It just puts out a certain amount of energy. You won't draw the entire energy of the scalar field if you are standing there. So if more people inside are within the scalar field, you won't be robbing some scalar energy from the other person. Each person is drawing from the scalar field the same amount. So um, there won't be any reduction in the amount of scalar energy that each of those people are taking. 
the body of each person only absorbs the scalar energy amount that it needs. We haven't seen the scalar energy for each person go down simply because more people are sharing the scalar field. And no one really knows what the limits are. Um, some people have had <laughs> um, hundreds of people in dedicated scalar rooms and they haven't experienced a reduction in the field. I think in practicality, there may be a small reduction, um, but we haven't measured much at all. So it doesn't become reduced or at least not much reduced very much because there's because there may be too many people in the scalar fields. There's no need to worry about that. Um, each person's destroying what they need. But if you have people near the link cable, that does have an effect. Are you supposed to feel anything when you are within the scalar field? Now, a few people are very sensitive to electrical and other types of fields. And they can feel the scalar energy flowing within them. But um, the vast majority of people will not feel anything when they're in the field. And I'm, I'm in the latter group. I can't feel the scalar field. Although I do feel the effects of the scalar field. Now, if you're deficient in a vitamin or mineral, it takes a long time to replenish your body's reserves once you start taking supplements. You won't feel an immediate improvement when you do, but after a month or so of taking these health tablets, you may suddenly realize that you're feeling, you're feeling better, your energy is higher. You hit the ground with your feet running. Now, at that point in time, if you've missed a few days after that, with not taking supplements, you don't immediately return to your former gloomy, lethargic self. Your body's got the reserves. And scalar is like this. You can dose yourself with scalar for a month <laughs> and get the energy up. And then you don't need to be in the scalar field for a long time if you don't want to. You probably won't notice anything dramatic initially, but slowly, if you do use the scalar units, you'll begin the subtle improvements in the way that you feel. It could be anything, even just your outlook in life. You, don't, you find, gosh, I'm not such a negative person. I wear a smile more often. And I'd say more often than not, you know, the most common thing that people say is, well, they feel more energetic. They sleep better. Those are the two most common things. But they find that they can relax more and can focus. A lot of people sleep better when they are in the field. If you do, we recommend that you run sleep and regeneration programs or place healing essential oils or other substances on the receiver coil. It helps your body 
repaired damaged cells and promote regrowth of new cells, which is essential for good health. When you sleep, that's when your body's recovering from the damage you've done during the day. <laughs> now, between the two methods I've just mentioned now, I definitely recommend using molecular uh, modulation, which is placing something like an essential oil or vitamin mineral on the receiver coil. I'd, I'd recommend that over using a generator. Why, people would ask me. Well, it's because it's more natural. When you're using a frequency generator to pass a healing frequency from your body uh, to your body, you might be applying a frequency which is for vitamin C. But that might be just one component of the vitamin C. But vitamin C is very complex. There's a lot in the science that we don't understand. And there may be micronutrients within the vitamin C, which we need as well. If you, if you place vitamin C, pure vitamin C, vitamin C tablets or, or a compound that contains vitamin C on the receiver coil, you're getting all the smorgasbord of information from that substance, not just one narrow component of it. So I definitely recommend using molecular modulation. It's quite normal to feel nothing when you're in the scalar field. Any improvements will be subtle and they'll take place very slowly. It's a bit like children as they're growing up. You never see them growing up, but before you know it, they're, they're taller than you. <laughs> Yeah, you, don't, you don't see slow things happening, you only see fast things. It's like the person that saw a ball in the air. He couldn't understand why the ball got bigger and bigger and bigger until it hit him. <laughs> okay, so moving on. What is the ideal distance for a spooky tree scalar? There is a minimum distance that we recommend, and that's six feet. We recommend six feet because you don't want to get near any stray EMF fields from either unit. If it's six feet, it gives room for you to be between the two and be within the scalar field. At six feet, the scalar field will be something like two feet in diameter, which isn't that much. If you move the units further away, the scalar field is larger, wider, covers more space, and it doesn't become reduced in strength. So it's a win-win situation. If you do a biofeedback scan, do have those two units close together. If you have them further apart, because more things are within the scalar field, all those things will be adding information and sending information back to the generator X, and they'll be all affecting the feedback signal. So you'll be getting the feedback signal from the electrical noise or the um, radio, TV signals in the air. You'll be getting the noise of the dust that's everywhere, noise of 
noise of everything, even noise from inanimate objects will be put into the scalar field. So when you do a biofeedback, have the units something like six feet apart. Make sure you're the only person that's in the field. Have everything else far away from the two boxes, even on the other side of the two boxes where there's no scalar field. You want as pure a signal as possible. Now there's no known maximum distance between the two units. Theoretically, if there's no metal, no electrical noise anywhere, and no living life nearby, no carbon molecules, you can have the units thousands of kilometers apart. But as soon as a little mosquito flies between the two, <laughs> it will take the scalar field and prevent it from being received by the receiving unit, but back to the transmitter unit. It'll rob the scalar field and the our field may be lost. The more items that are within the field, the less strength the field will be at the receiver. Also, a very long link cable will lose some energy because it's carrying um, the electromagnetic field. It's carrying in a current. Uh, Joy, I saw a chat come up, but I didn't see anything come up on my phone in our QQ channel. If you can please relay the chat messages to me. Um, if, I don't, if I don't reply to any chat messages, I'll see them once I've completed this presentation. That's if Joy doesn't relay them to me. Joy, if you can just give a, any message to let me know that, you've that, you're, that you're listening, please. Okay, the scalar field is not blocked by walls or solid objects. So you can have the scalar field going through your house, through the walls, through the floors. The thing to really watch out for is the link cable. Joy, um, oh, Joy's saying that there's no questions come through. Okay, well, we'll thunder through. And we'll, if anyone's got any questions online, please send them to the chat of Zoom so that Joy can relay them to me. I can't see any Q&A. Always keep the two lids facing each other because the lids are where the scalar field uh, uh, is created. Is it safe to share the scalar field? Well, if you're sharing it with f friends and family, you'll already mingle with them. You share the photons that are passing onto them and through them, bouncing from them. So you're already quantum entangled with them. So yes, you can safely share the scalar field. But we don't recommend sharing the scalar field with strangers or people with serious diseases. If you don't want the scalar field to affect others, keep the two scalar units at a minimum distance. Sometimes it's impossible to avoid sharing the field. It's not necessarily a problem because you already share fields with them.
experiments have been taken place, not by us, by scientists that know much more than us, have found proof that photons, which is light, carry information as well, transfer information from one DNA source to another. An experiment was, which was explained to me in a very early summer by a scientist um, showed, um, proved that photons of light transferred a, a DNA information from one tank of fish to another tank. The tanks were separated and perfectly hermetically sealed from each other. So you're already intertwined with people whether you like it or not. That, that person who you bought the groceries from this morning, you have got information from that person. Okay. See if a message has come through. Okay, now, okay, and that was actually doc, doc, sorry, another person, Dr. Fritz Albert Pop, um, established that biophotons are all that is required to transfer the information. And scalar is just one other way of transferring information from one point to another. Photons, of course, is just light. So sharing sunlight with other people or animals would have a similar result as sharing a scalar field. It's quite scary in a way, isn't it? You know, the, I suppose you've got to be choosy with the people that you share your light with. <laughs> but imagine if you're in a crowd, you know, you bump a tight crowd where you haven't got arm, uh, arm flapping space. You're sharing information with strangers. Okay, so scalar fields is not something that makes the start this information. It's already happening. Um, now, if you start to feel you're experiencing shared symptomatic responses with others who share the field with you, all you have to do is stop sharing the, the scalar field and the symptoms should diminish. Okay, now this is the hot topic at the moment around the world. It's the coronavirus, the COVID 2019. The Wuhan coronavirus is thrashing through the world. It's rampaging. It's leaving a path of illness and death. It's moved, it's gone to countries which were very unlikely to reach non-Asian non countries. We've talked about Italy, we've had Iran, um, Australia, America, and unfortunately it, it spreads, it knows how to leap from person to person. It's very, very contagious. There's currently no public vaccine and there's no effective medication. The mortality rate is currently between 2 and 3%. Now that mortality rate may be pessimistic for several reasons. It might be pessimistic because um, the way that the 
uh, information has been gathered. There'll be a lot of people that have got it and don't realize it because it's the flu season. For perhaps most people, it only shows itself as a runny nose, sore throat and a cough, and not even necessarily a fever. And so it's a flu. People think, well, it's a flu, I'll just stay home, I'll get over it, and they do. But during that time, people that see them, give them food, look after them, they get it as well. And some people are hammered by this virus. The people that are affected greatly, they go to hospital, they're, they're um, tested positive, and so they become part of a statistic. But the person at home feeling sick isn't. That is self-quarantined. Of the people going to hospital in China, between 2 and 3% have died. People that have gone to hospital are the more sick ones. And so the true mortality rate of the virus may be significantly less. Of the people that have died, it's generally the older people that have died and people that have got underlying health issues, such as diabetes or heart disease. Therefore, people, it's important to make sure that you have a good basal health. That means your resting health is high. Your body is in fighting condition and it can, um, it can combat successfully this virus before it goes deep into your tissues and causes real harm. We've talked already about diet talked about supplements. Now we're going to talk spooky. On the day after the spooky, the spooky, <laughs> the day after the, what was known then the Wuhan coronavirus, DNA was sequenced. We, re we, we discovered and we calculated and we released the treatment frequencies for the virus. So you can treat yourself with the DNA frequencies of the coronavirus by selecting the programs that are within the Spooky2 database. This is only in the latest release, obviously, because this virus hasn't been out for too long. So if you go to spooky2.com, downloads page, download the official release there and install it you'll find these programs come up you can search for Wuhan and you'll see the the really relevant programs come up the two which are most relevant is the Wuhan seafood and the aquatica Wuhana we have presets which are also in the program, if you go to the presets tab and you search for Wuhan, you'll find some presets. You choose the one that's appropriate for the way that you're applying it. If it's contact mode, you choose the contact one. We've got plasma, we've got remote. So we've, we've got that covered. In fact, the, um, the presets are the 
preferred way of applying the frequencies because we mix in other frequencies which are appropriate for the uh, COVID 2019 virus as well. You can see these presets here. You can see that there are notes for each of the presets. Please read the notes. They are important. And usually that gives information as well on how to apply the frequencies. In the bottom here, you can see, run this preset for as long as possible. It will help to simultaneously run detox programs in remote mode. That is to remove the viral poisons which are released when you run this preset. The one that's selected is a remote preset. You can see at the very top there in blue, at the end of the very long line, it's called R in brackets. R denotes it as a remote preset. If you want the very, very latest spooky version, you can wander over to my personal website, which is cancerclinic.co.nz. I have all the pre-release versions of Spooky in the downloads section there. In the pre-release, I have the very, very latest presets, the very, very latest programs there. So even these presets have changed a little bit between the formal release and the one that's in the pre-release version. And that's the end of this presentation. Now, there's been a few things, a few questions come up. No, we've got a Q&A. Yes, a few questions have come up. Joy, do you not see them? Okay, but we'll, we'll go through them. It's a Q&A, so I'll go, oh, okay, Ken, you were saying it's okay for audio. Good on you, good on you Ken. Um, let's have a look at the questions that have come through. Bev is asking, how does Wi-Fi affect the signal in the cables? Well, Wi-Fi actually induces a signal within the EMF, uh, within the link cable, and that signal interferes with the signal going to the receiver unit. And Wi-Fi is a very strong unit, a strong signal. It's about, what is it, about two watts or something? Very, very powerful, very strong. You don't want to be near near a router. So if you can possibly keep, uh, or the idea is to have it off, which is of course impossible in today's modern world. So just try and keep your routers as far as possible away from where you are, which you should do anyway. And um, certainly away from the scalar unit. Now, if the important thing is the link cable. If you keep the scalar link cable away from the Wi-Fi signal or any electrical noise. The scalar field itself that does not interact with the Wi-Fi signal, or if it does, it's immeasurable. So focus on the link cable. That's, that's the, uh, the most important thing. Um, now, having, talk, having just said that the scalar field isn't affected by the Wi-Fi, it can carry the information of the Wi-Fi. So you might have the Wi-Fi signal get transferred through your body in a different way due to the scalar field. But the scalar field itself is, 
not adversely affected. Can you use Scalar in a metal room, such as a shipping container, tiny home? There's another question from Bev. Hey, um, it's a very, very good question. In our laboratory um, here, in the Spooky 2 offices, we have a Faraday room, which is basically a solid metal room. No signals come in, no signals go out. And we set up our scalar. And we found that the tuning of the scalar was very different from outside. Now you've got to be very, very careful, Bev. Keep the link cable well away from the walls, ceiling, or roof. What you can do is you can suspend the link cable from the roof using some rope, some non-conducting nylon rope perhaps. Uh, for our tests, we put chairs inside the room and you just strung the link cable between the chairs. Because as soon as the cable goes near the edges of the room, which is made of metal, it's going to absorb the energy and you'll lose your scalar field. So you can use, you can create a scalar field in a totally sealed room, such as a metal container in the Faraday cage. But you've just got to take care, keep the link cable itself away from any metal. Joseph Balcone asks, I have an older unit. It came with a coil tester light and a method of tuning. And there's no tuning light on the transmitter box. Can you talk about this? Well, certainly. Well, Joseph, when we first released Scalar, we, this is what we did. We used the tuner um, PCB on the coil, on the uh, transmitter coil, and tune it until it's right. Well, there's no real difference between that and the light that's on the more modern units. It's more a case of convenience, I guess. Uh, making sure that the light is at the optimum position for tuning. We found that some people would have it even as five millimeters to one side. This makes a, a, a quite a large difference in the reported tuning frequency. So the um, built-in light that comes in the new units now makes it more consistent. You can't have the tuner PCB to one side. But if you follow the instructions that are given with your unit, you'll still find the optimum region within which to run your scalar unit. We've got quite complicated equipment to measure the scalar field. And we have found that it's huge, the range where the scalar field is present. And it doesn't, we can say there's an optimum point, but even one side of it doesn't reduce the strength of this scalar field. If you put a, a huge camera negative plate, which of course contains silver crystals between the fields, and you expose it within the field, the brightness of the developed film will be unchanged between a, um, you know, where it's perfectly tuned or slightly out, which indicates that the strength of the field between the units 
is undiminished. And the range of the operation is very, very broad. <clears throat> but being human, everyone wants the absolute perfect, don't we? <laughs> so, um, no, the, um, the tuning PCB, it's more convenient. Some people were losing their, their tuning PCBs and that was a problem again. So if, if the LED is built into the unit, it's hard to lose something that's built in. <clears throat> okay, now, um, John, I know you've covered this before. You've asked Thomas. But um, you need to ask me if new information has been learned. Organic materials in the field, like insects, a hidden mouse, plants, will your treatment be affected? Is entanglement possible with them? Well, <clears throat> most of the information that's transferred comes from the receiver coil area. So if you've got a, a mouse on the receiver coil, then the answer is yes. I don't know whether you'll, you'll grow long whiskers and a tail, but your, the information will be transferred into the scalar field. So just, to, just write a note, everybody, don't put a dead mouse on the receiver coil. Um, with, with general care, um, if it's within the scalar field, then normally no or not much. Remember, we've covered before about photons of light. If you can see the mouse, you're actually sharing information with that mouse. <clears throat> you know, when you're at the traffic lights, look to the car next to you, because why not? There's nothing else to do. And at that moment, they look at you. That's not a coincidence. It's because when you're seeing them, you're sharing the information between you two. And they're looking at you because you, they're the information is shared once again. That's the photon of, of light, which I was mentioning earlier in the summer. So if you can see the mouse, it's too late, buddy. <laughs> the information is being shared already. Um, and it's the same in the scalar field. If the, if the mouse is within a scalar field, then you're sharing the information. If the mouse is within the uh, is on the coil of the receiver that's a totally different ball game so keep any objects you don't want to be in, um, intimately shared on the receiver coil some people have inverted bowls or jars and put them over the um over the receiver coil if they put something on there uh, that's actually a really good idea but just make sure that the bowl that you put over the top doesn't contain any metal. If it's glass, make sure it's not a lead glass. Quartz glass, like a baking bowl, is actually very good if it's made from borosilicate or pyrex or any other brand names that they call it. It's a high temperature glass. It's quartz, a high quality quartz. That's actually very good. Okay, well, that's the end of my presentation. I can't see any more questions. And it's 10 o'clock on the button. Is this going to be a perfect summer? I've, I've got a couple of Q&A as well. I'll, I'll flag that one is done. Okay, Terry Brewer asks the question, will it be good to run the scalar cable in a garden hose to insulate it from steel? 
in the floor or ceiling. Terry, that's a really, really good question. Um, if you can do it. Um, part, of, part of my previous um, time before I became involved with Spooky was doing just this, running cables through long, flexible hoses. Um, you'll find that it's easy for the first 10 feet, but beyond that, the link cable starts sticking to the side of the hose. Um, you can drop the hose down a high-rise building window, not drop it completely, you remember to hold on to one end of it so you don't give people at the bottom a big surprise. <laughs> you don't actually drop it, you just have it so it's vertical. And then you can feed the cable through there with some sort of luck. And at the end of it, yes, you will find that there may be an improvement, but insulation doesn't mean, Terry, just touching. Insulation I'm talking about is distance away from metal. And why is distance important? Well, the signal running through the link cable is not a direct current, it's an alternating current. When you have an alternating current, the um, the cable can become capacitively linked to metal. Capacitively means it doesn't need to be touching like if it was a DC. The signal can pass through air, it can pass through hoses, it can pass through insulators, it can pass over a reasonable distance. So you ideally need to keep at least a distance of one foot between the link cable and metal. So that water hose would need to have a plastic thickness of one foot, which is obviously impractical. So I would suggest that it would be a better idea to string the link cable using furniture, wooden furniture, or string, or <laughs> you can be creative, but keep the link cable from anything that is conductive or contains life, because life also absorbs the energy. So, um, yeah, what, what we do in our apartment, our apartments are bathed in signals that no one wants. Ah, Wi-Fi signals. If I look at my Wi-Fi signals on my phone, it, it comes up with pages and pages of people that are running on Wi-Fi. Very healthy. <laughs> um, well, it's I've still got a good scale of fill, and I do it. Maybe all the walls and the floors are concrete, but I drape the link cable across the furniture. And the floors are wooden floors, and the floors are built up from the concrete floor, so there's an air gap between the wood and the concrete. So we managed to um, get a good scale of field established. And our link cable, um, oh, it's 20 meters, it's 60 feet. Our link cable is 60. We redo our whole apartment using one scaler unit from one side of the apartment to the other. And that, you know, it took a, a little bit of fiddling, but um, the scalar field passes through 
one, two, three very thick internal concrete walls and one external concrete wall because we have the scalar receiver actually outside on the deck. We've got a little deck here. And so there's a lot of concrete, a lot of metal that the scalar field passes through. And the light is no different from if the scalar units was, were in the same room, just six feet apart. Um, but we do take, take great care with the link cable. Time for a kefir. My next kefir is going to be strawberry. <laughs> I, we had some old strawberries lying around, so I threw them into the kefir. Uh, um, secondary fermentation, they call it. I can make this kefir taste like anything. This, you know, I've, I've had it taste like beer, uh, goji berries. Uh, added, I used uh, koji berries or goji berries. Um, added, I added a little bit too much sugar, and so I let it brew with the goji berries for a long time, and it tasted just like beer, but better. <laughs> Probably digressing quite horribly. Um, so that was that. Hey, Andrew, you're saying you do not look well. Seriously? Well, I really. I well, I mean, I, I work on. I live on zero sleep. I I um, we've got a baby. Okay, so um, she keeps us awake. Not not too much, but she's a really noisy sleeper. She'll go ah oh, like this one, and of course you're awake. You think something's wrong. And it's just our baby. This valley's just waking up. Oh, oh, okay, okay. She's all right. Go back to sleep. But of course, it takes what a quarter of an hour, half an hour to get back to sleep again. Oh, like this, she goes away. She's she's dreaming away. I wonder what babies dream because they haven't got much life experience, have they? And so you're awake again. So we're living on about an hour, an hour and a half, if you're lucky, <laughs> sleep a day. But no, health-wise, I'm fantastic. A lot of energy. I'm stuck indoors as well, so it's um, a little bit stir crazy here. But um, you know, I'm, I'm an outdoors person. I'd like to burn energy. I'd like to go on my bicycle and come back exhausted. But no, I'm I'm great. But thanks for <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the concern. Yeah. Um, so Andrew, no worries about me. You know, I'm I'm taking my kefir. I've got my supplements. I take the um, I'm a believer in trace minerals, so I, I take um, concentrate, which is a concentrated um, solution, which was from the Dead Sea, which is anything but dead. It's they, they take the the, uh, the salt out and leave all the other goodness in there. I take iodine because um, I've got Hashimoto's in the family, um, and um, also hypothyroidism on the other side of the family. So basically with the thyroid, I've got to be really, really careful. Um, but I take um, iodine supplements. And now I look after myself. Every time I go to the doctors, I always get them to test my thyroid um, function. <laughs> I always think, you know, it's, um, it's, um, it's um, 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 I've got a hypoactive thyroid. Because when, I, when my body's on idle, my pulse is extremely low. I, I, I've got a pulse measuring uh, watch. And I recorded myself when I was doing it while I was sleeping. 
and it goes down to 30 beats per minute when I'm sleeping heavily. But all the time when I go to the doctors, the doctors say, no, it's great. I've got all the, all the, um, all the hormones at the right levels. And um, even the uh, more complex thyroid test, the one that picks up the, the, what the doctors don't pick up, it all says my thyroid's fine. So I guess everyone's different and I've just got a slow heartbeat. Even as we speak now, my heart rate will be probably around 50. But I'm fine, health is fantastic. Um, how, Terry, you're asking, how did I run the cable through the concrete walls? No, I don't. I, I run the cable <laughs> zigzag through the doorways. So I go out, um, the, the, um, I have the transmitter here in, in this room here, which is our reading room. The, um, I have it on a shelf, and then the link cable snakes its way through the door, through the hallway, through some other passageways, and then um, to the receiving unit. The scalar field is the field that goes through the walls. The scalar field doesn't, go doesn't follow the same path as the link cable. But the link cable isn't straight, which is ideal. <laughs> it snakes its way through, but there's no loops. Um, if, if your link cable is too long, have it take the long way. You can have a, 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 a large circle, circular path, but no loop. Okay, don't, don't loop it. Um, and Andrew is saying, when you're in Melbourne, drop in and see, see what we do. I'd love to, Andrew. I've, 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 got, um, I've got it in my mind, on my bucket list to visit Australia, visit our friends there. We've got so many, um, so many of our family there. Family is in spooky users. No blood family, just family that have, um, we've got now that we'd love to meet. And of course, there's you in Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne's a, Melbourne's a fantastic city. Yeah, on our bucket list. We can't at the moment because we've got Young Valley, but when she grows up a little bit, then certainly, I mean, she's only 28 days old now, gosh. So she's a little bit too young. We want to be very super careful now because of the virus. You know, we're, we're under self-quarantine. We're allowed to leave now on Monday, which uh, is uh, four days away. Um, we're allowed to go back to work. Until then, we've, we're blocked out of our own offices. <laughs> uh, we, we've got a skeleton crew in the offices, and, um, but you need to have a, a health permit to enter and, and um, only 30% of the staff are allowed in. So all the non-essential staff like myself <laughs> are not allowed back in. But it's okay because I've got all my box of all my, all my goodies here. I, can, I only show you that quickly because um, that's on an upcoming project, but I can do my experiments. I've got my test instruments here in the apartment and so there's no stopping us, we can continue developing. But I can't do office work at the moment. But on Monday, I'm, I'm allowed freedom. Oh gosh, the, the, it's awful, you know, being stuck indoors for such a long time. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's, I, I know it's for the greater good, it's to prevent the, um, the community from spreading the virus. But it takes a lot of, um, a lot of um, soft will. A whole month, a whole month. And if it comes to a city near you, you're going to experience probably things like this as well. 
Yeah. We're winning the battle in China. You know, the, the amount of people that are infected has been dropping since around the around mid-February. But I'm hoping, I'm, I'm actually a little bit scared that when people go back to work, we're going to get another bump because then again, mixing of people. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, any other questions? Terry, congrats on our baby. Yeah, you know, we're, we're so happy with Valley. <laughs> um, we were told by people that we were never going to have a baby. There's a lot of reasons. <laughs> Why not? Some of them were actually factual ones. Some of them were spiritual reasons. No. I wanted to make one point. You can be given your future by a person that can, for, you know, they can foretell the future. And that can be very, very accurate. But I wanted to make this very, very super important point. There's, a, there's like a point system. If you can, you can change what happens in the future by the way you live your life. And the more people that you help, the more you can change your own life. You can be told, well, you're going to live to the age of 54. And you can change that by having a better life. Now, that example of that age and extending your life. There was actually a real world example um, of a person that was told, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very interesting book, this um, person who changed his future by the way that they lived their life. And um, yeah, it is definitely possible. Um, and so we were told we weren't going to have any babies. It's totally impossible. The ground's barren. <laughs> it was not, it wasn't, and we've got young valleys, so uh, we're living proof that anything is possible. Um, so if, if you've got a, a, if you're having a very bad luck life, you might be um, paying back things, a debt that you've incurred. <laughs> you can change that um, by the by passing blessings forward. So when I say keep on passing the love forwards, do it. That's really what I'm meaning. Pass the love forwards. The more people that you can help and make a positive impact on, even small things, they all add up. Um, if you do it secretly, you don't tell people what you've done. You don't boast about it. You just do it. They're called blind blessings. And the, each blind blessing is worth a thousand blessings that you, you talk about. That's a note, a word to the wise. <laughs> so, no, everything's good on this part of town. I hope that everything remains good on your part of town. Now, Andrew, you've given me a contact detail. Thanks for that. So I'll just do a quick copy and paste so that I don't lose it when I exit. Paste. Oops, control V. Yep, got it. Okay. Because when I close Zoom, I, I lose it. Okay, well, thanks everybody for tuning in to um, to watch this presentation on SAMR. As in most SAMRs, we start talking about something and then 
we kind of meander onto something else and then we kind of thinking, well, what was the topic for today? <laughs> well, that's it for, for me today. We, we started off talking about Scalar. We ended up talking about blessings and babies and the coronavirus. I quite often say, say to you, take care. Well, this time I'm going to say take extra care. The coronavirus is very, very nasty. It's like a stealth virus. You don't know where it is until it's too late. It's got a very long incubation period. It doesn't show itself with everybody. It affects people differently. If you're old, if you're a smoker, if you've got diabetes, if you've got heart problems, if you've got lung problems, be very, very careful. If you've got any doubt whatsoever, Put yourself in self-quarantine. And before I go, this is probably the most important thing. Stock your cupboards. Stock your cupboards with food, dried food, canned food, frozen food. Well, not your cupboards, but stock yourself frozen food, toilet paper, soap, disinfectant. These necessities. Um get a lot now we've been in quarantine for a month uh it was it started the day pretty much the day after or the day oh we're not sure this is kind of a blur when when valley was born but um we we're in the midst of it we weren't fully prepared there are there've been shortages here of things like toilet paper in hong kong armed robbers stole pallets load of toilet paper. That's how desperate things are when there's an outbreak. Shops closed down, production facilities closed down. You can't get deliveries. What do you do? You can't go next door to ask them for food because they may have the virus. When the quarantine, you're stuck. So you stock yourself up with as many, much as you can, be prepared. If you don't need to use it, you can still rotate it later on. But if you do need it, if, if, if the virus does rise, raise its ugly head, you're prepared and you can um, hunker down and keep you and your family safe. And so it's the biggest, most important information I think I can give you during the, um, during the course of the summer. Be prepared. Yeah. And make sure you've got your scalar unit set up as well, because you can put, oh, that's another point too. Vitamin C has been shown to hammer this virus quite well. This is intravenous vitamin C. You can do the same thing with vitamin C. I guess the best would be liquid vitamin C, the same that you would inject into your veins. Put that onto the receiver coil. That would be fantastic. So you can bathe in the healing of that vitamin C information um, during the course of the pandemic. Okay, well that concludes the Sabbath for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a, very much a pleasure having you on board. Um, I see that the uh, the phone um, panelist has left. I, uh, he would have missed out on a lot of the information, but we will publish this video later at spooky2videos.com and 
maybe even YouTube if they keep this video up. They've been culling a lot of the videos that we've been producing and part of the uh, on their drive and um, yeah, you know what. <laughs> But we keep on fighting, right? Keep on trying to put the information out there. So keep safe, everybody, please. Be extra vigilant. If someone sneezes, turn away, walk away, keep your distance. If you always carry tissues with you and any sign, please, of problems, wearing a, a good quality face mask and glasses, if you can, to stop the droplets falling on your eye that's how another reason how the virus enters your body through the eyes just be so careful as i said i live in china i've seen it firsthand china i've seen a city of eight and a half million people become desolate i could drive from one side to the other and just see tiny a very very few cars streets empty devoid of people this never ever happens here Shops which are always open 24-7, closed. No one wants to be open to serve customers because then they get the virus. Shops closed, okay? Add, so add to the list I've given you, the glasses and the, um, the mask. Absolutely essential, absolutely essential. Look through some of the previous summers I've had with regards to boosting your immunity. Do the groundwork now before it's too late. To boost your immunity, you need, you need a lot of time beforehand. You need maybe a month or two for your, your baseline health to become improved. So it's not like you take a vitamin C tablet and all of a sudden, yeah, I've got my immunity up. It takes time. So, yeah, be safe, everybody. As I keep on saying to you, pass the love forwards. Take care. Bye-bye.